0: You're listening to The Lindsay Gowan Show, where I get to sit down with women who are crushing it in business, leadership, entrepreneurship, and my favorite topic, real estate investing. I'm sure today's episode is going to leave you inspired, so let's get right to it. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 16 of the Lindsay Gowan Show. I'm here with Amber and I met her out west as well. I know that's a common trend in the last couple episodes. I've met some awesome ladies so I'm excited to sit down with Amber and really go through her story. Um, She specializes in rent to owns with her husband um, so I'm so excited to dive into that because it seems to be a foreign topic for a lot of people. Maybe we don't understand it or people are giving it a bad, um, just outlook out there. So just sitting down with Amber and going to see how we can do this in a way that it's a win-win-win for everyone. Um, But I'm going to let Amber introduce herself. Amber, take it away. Well, thanks
1: so much for having me. Um, You're great energy. So I'm I'm super excited that we get to connect after Canmore. So that's awesome. So my name is Amber Damar. I'm a licensed mortgage broker with Mortgage Architects. Uh, I'm in Calgary, Alberta, and so we have most of our rent-to-owns in Alberta right now. We are looking to expand in Ontario, so we're just doing some research on that, and we've been investing since 2015 uh, when we became accidental landlords, and we got really serious about it in 2017 when we uh, joined a real estate investment group and really got focused in and found our our circle and our experts and uh, just really started thriving after that. So it's been, it's
0: been great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So for rent-to-owns, I know we're going to talk a lot about that today. Um, If I know nothing about rent-to-owns, can you walk me through what they really are?
1: Yes. So a rent-to-own is in essence, exactly what it says so you're going to be entering into a lease agreement so you're still renting a property but we set it up differently so you have an option to purchase at the end so you are going to be putting a down payment on this property so in essence like as soon as you move into it it is yours and so you get to uh, have that which is amazing and you gets you into your forever home or your first home a little bit sooner than if you are waiting by the sidelines, trying to repair your credit or get that down payment. collected, So we do a property assessment on it. What's fair market rent? Because we want to follow our insurer guidelines, our lender guidelines. And so it's market rent plus your monthly credit that goes towards your down payment so that at the end of the lease period, you will be able to have that down payment set aside for you for you to go and uh, approach a lender for a mortgage so that you can take it over yourself.
0: Awesome. And so what would be the win? Obviously the tenant gets into a home sooner. Is there any other benefit for the tenant for doing a rent to own?
1: I think it gives you that stability. So yes, it's a rental quote unquote, but it's it becomes yours. And so you don't have that, like right now it's that the market's hot. So we've had applicants that are like, the market's great, my landlord's selling. So you're not at the mercy of the market or your landlord. Um, increased rents, maybe have landlords that's not doing the repairs that you want them to be doing. Um, you have a yard most times because, you know, renting a home is going to be more expensive. So you usually go towards a condo or a townhouse. So this way, like you have your home and it's more like you, you're in it with a purpose. So if you want to do some painting, you want to do some changes, you're able to do that. And so it gives you a little bit more It makes it more personalized and more, it makes it more your home. So it's not like you're living in someone else's home. It's yours.
0: Awesome. And if the tenants want to do like, say a bathroom reno, can they do that?
1: So we do ask, like, let us know what you're doing. Um, Because there are going to be some projects that will increase Decrease mm-hmm. the property value. So if you know push comes to shove at the end, if you're not able to purchase for one reason or another, like you know you could end up moving from Calgary to Ontario for a job per se. You know, have we decreased the market value of the home? And now if we have to resell it or retenant it, are we looking at like some kind of problem there?
0: Awesome. Yeah. No, it definitely sounds like a win for the tenant. But what are the ways that the investor wins on like this type of investment? So I think with
1: investors, uh, they love it because it's a short-term investment. So you're looking at usually between like one and three years. You are getting at that cash flow. You're getting that predetermined appreciation. So you enter in a rent-to-own contract. That purchase price needs to be set before it even begins. So they already know what they're going to make on it two to three years from now. And then you're also getting the mortgage pay down because it's like a rental for that, that period in there as well. So you also get to capitalize on that. And so it's nice with the uh, investor because it's essentially like you're purchasing a rental. And since we you know do all the grunt work for the most part, it's
0: very passive as well. Mm-hmm. And they don't have like a whole bunch of repairs because typically the tenants are taking care of that. Correct. So yeah, like the tenants taking care of the repairs and maintenance. And
1: then you're not worrying about vacancy issues either. So you don't have to worry about someone moving in and three months later being like,
0: I don't like it here. I'm going to (laughs) dip. Yeah, for sure. Um, And you touched on, so it's typically one to three years. It's, It's different. I take it for every single applicant and investor.
1: Correct. Yeah. Like for the most part, the tenant buyers that we attract, Either need that credit repair, so if you've had that consumer proposal, you need those two years to credit re, to be rebuild your credit. Pardon me, or you need to save without down payment. So it just kind of depends what they need to be successful at the end, um, how much time they require.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And I know you touched on the fact that you are a mortgage broker now, which likely helps quite a bit. So you can kind of coach them through that. How do you um, vet your tenants? Like, I'm sure this is appealing for a lot of people that can't get into the market. How do you find the people that are actually going to close on the property? Like that's the ideal situation, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes, it is.
1: So in essence, like you want those people that have the desire to rebuild their credit uh, and enter into home ownership. Um, So when when I'm vetting a client, it helps to get like the full mortgage application. So it's like they're applying for a mortgage today, what does that look like? Because we don't want to put them in a home where their income isn't gonna meet that requirement when it comes to the time when they're ready to take it over. So we wanna vet them with that income bracket in there along with their debt level. So what does their debt level look like? And then what do they need to be successful in two years? So if it's just credit repair, it's nice with the with myself because then I can do the credit counseling as well. So uh, we do credit reports every month with them just to be sure, like, are you paying your stuff on time? Is your credit utilization on point? Uh, have you applied for anything new that I should know about? So it's just those things that really helps to make sure that people are successful at the end of it.
0: Awesome. And if you were out there looking for the ideal tenant buyer, um, who would like, who would that person be that fits this like kind of unicorn strategy? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, Describe us your unicorn. (laughs)
1: um, So the ideal one are the ones that have their debts under control. Uh, to one degree or another, like they might need a couple more years to pay down their car loan, for instance, maybe that's what's holding them back. Um, Working full time, have that work history, and they are accumulating some savings, they just, you know, need a little bit more time. So we're looking for like the, you know, fully employed, um, and really character, character means a lot, because everyone has those hiccups. And even credit bureaus expect people like life happens, and you know maybe a pandemic will hit. You know, <laughs> like who's to say? Uh, and they want to persevere through that. So, uh, character counts for a lot, even with just the numbers as well.
0: Awesome. Um, and then, so to get qualified to work with you guys, do you take anyone and everyone, or is there a, you do have certain requirements? As a tenant buyer, yes, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, we do have certain requirements. Uh, there is a minimum $2,000 annual income that we're looking for. Uh, we're looking for the minimum down payment of $15,000 or 4% of the purchase price, whichever is higher, because uh, you do need to have some skin in the game there. Um, and then just, yeah, again, like that character, that desire just to, yeah. you
0: know, get some home ownership. Awesome. And then as a lender, like uh, an investor in the strategy, um, do you have a criteria for them or is it more matching up with the tenant buyer? So with
1: investors, we try to match them up with timeframes one. And then our, our investors, like I think they're definitely more on the humanitarian side, which we appreciate because you are helping a family to ownership sooner. So yes, they're carrying the mortgage they need to qualify for the property. Um, but there's also that desire to help families. Like they want to help, you know, like families get into that home close to the school, that kind of thing. Um, and I think as well, just being flexible because, you know, like life does happen. And so knowing that there might be an extension at the same time, the tenant buyer might be able to purchase a year earlier. So, you know, just knowing that there could be some movement in those dates.
0: Yeah, it's definitely something that um, is a strategy that kind of gets your feelings involved too because it is kind of cool that you can get someone to home ownership that maybe thought that they never could and actually in uh two episodes ago it's going to launch pretty soon actually Chantelle's episode who um deals with property management she had talked about her like the ultimate Home run, like the best feeling she's ever had as a property manager was when that rent to own succeeded and when they actually got to move into their new house. And um, it is such a cool strategy that can really help someone. Um, I do know that you have a personal connection to this strategy. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about that and maybe um, how it can go wrong?
1: <laughs> yes. Um, and this makes me terrified like 100%. But <laughs> let's do it. Um, so it's it's definitely a scenario of experience where it do, it goes wrong, and so it it was beautiful in the way we've evolved it to like how can we make it go right. And so when I went to purchase my first home, I didn't qualify for your traditional mortgage because I was self-employed, new business, and I just moved to the city. And so, uh, single mom. I think my kids were t- like one, three, and five at the time. So I accumulated my down payment. And at that time uh, with this business in particular it was property first. So they just said like, you know, this is, you can pick A, B or C. And so I was like, cool, take B. (laughs) So put the money in and they're like, this is your rent and you pay an extra $500 a month. I was like, awesome. Comes time to like my lease is up. And I was like, okay, like I can purchase this home now. Like we're gonna have some stability for our family. And at the end of it, it turns out I didn't qualify for the mortgage. So that was heartbreaking in and of itself because, like, you have already lived here, and it's your child's home, and that was our vision. And so, luckily, like, you know, that's when Craig and I like started dating, <laughs> and so <laughs> it worked out that I was going to move anyway. <laughs> so, so it worked out beautifully in the end, and it really is a good foundation for our vision with families because we never want to have everyone in that position because it truly is heartbreaking and all the money I had put into that like you lose that money and so like in the long the short of it just like I probably walked away ahead and then now having that experience to move forward polish it (laughs) research Mm -hmm. it uh, make it more successful for others um, it's it you know it's a blessing in disguise that it actually happened.
0: Yeah. And I think that's so true too. Like when you have a personal connection to it, you, there's more involved and you're trying so hard for that not to happen for the new clients that you're taking on. So I think that is a beautiful thing. I mean, at the time it probably was not a great uh, situation, but you definitely found the silver lining in this one. So it's definitely
1: yeah. devastating. I think that's why I'm like me mom too, when it comes to like our tenants as well, because I'm like, do you need a new car like do you need a new car like keys in the car keys in the car and so it's it's nice because like i didn't have that hand holding and so even with some tenant buyers it might be a little frustrating in the interim because like you you have someone to keep your eyes on the prize and just make sure that you're like okay like we're moving forward And I would have loved to have that annoying little voice in
0: email. (laughs) Exactly. And as we both know, like, it's so important to have a coach in anything. So if you can have a coach that's coaching you to be able to buy a house, like, how cool is that? So I think that that it is really cool. The whole, you're the mortgage broker, you've got uh, probably a good list of investors just with what you do and the connections um, that you make through investing. So really just putting that strategy all together is really cool to see. Thank you appreciate that and um i know that rent owns are not the only thing that you guys do for investing do you want to tell us um some other things that you're doing in the investment world i
1: us so personally we have uh 21 doors for um as far as long-term holds go amazing uh, we are doing some burrs as well so we're pretty excited about that um because even after canmore it was nice because i met some women who also want to invest and do some BURS. And it's like a an invest and learn as well with some people, like they're like, let's do the first one with you so we know what it looks like and then continue moving forward. Yeah. Uh, so pretty, pretty excited about that. So we have some um, joint venture partners with that, which is, it's always exciting. And then with the rent homes, we're looking to expand into Ontario as well. Awesome.
0: And it is cool too, like to be able to help others along the journey, because as we both know, when it's, when you're starting, it is so intimidating to do anything new. Um, to, so to be able to help someone really get started, have them find their comfort zone and then be able to keep doing it and growing. I think that that's such a cool strategy too. Um, you're doing some sweeted homes. Is that, is that more what you're doing with the burrs? Correct.
1: So we like the sweeted homes, because uh, you get two doors instead of one, and so we like to look at it as a strategy of if one should ever be vacant, at least this property is still having some money coming in. And at the same time, like when you're doing the renovations, I, the last few especially, we've lucked out where the top just kind of needs some, um, you know, a little paint and clean and some updating. So at the same time, like where you can renovate the basement, we can sweet out the main floor, so that property still has money coming in even when you're renovating the basement suite.
0: It kind of carries itself with having that one tenant up there and then the lower will just help with more income. But yeah, I just want to touch on if anyone's new to the podcast and you haven't heard what VER means, buy, renovate, rent, refinance, repeat. I know we say it quite often, like we we just know it's like a common term. Yeah, like it's, it's cool in Alberta. <laughs> exactly but yes the the perfect burr is what everyone's looking for and um yeah seems to be a rare find are you finding that you can find quite a bit of burrs out in alberta i think especially
1: uh surrounding the bigger centers Uh, like for us in particular we do like medicine hat uh not just because we have a family there so you know you get to look at properties and visit like mom and dad at the same time (laughs) Uh, so it's nice because it's a market where housing is still affordable and the rents are pretty much comparable to city to Calgary Edmonton. Yeah. And so the cash flow on them are definitely more attractive. And I think as a whole, the rental properties like they're there were never anything special. It was just kind of like here's your home, like the same guy had owned it for 70 years. Um, and so we do take great pride in our suites because if I wouldn't live in them I don't want anyone else to live in them yeah. so Craig usually has to slap my hat at some point in time or he's just like we need to stop <laughs> like we're good and I'm like I don't know like some like black light fixtures in here and so uh for us I think we changed a little bit of the dynamic in MSN as well as that we've raised the bar for rentals as well which I, I we take great pride in because you know it is an investment but at the same time it is somebody's home
0: I love it, and yes, I totally agree with you. We have a similar area just outside of London here called Saint Thomas, which I'm very passionate about. Some people think that I live in Saint Thomas and <laughs> live, breathe, <laughs> eat, sleep everything in Saint Thomas because that's pretty much all I talk about on social media. But I actually live in London. Um, so yes, I love that you can get a little bit higher cash flow, and um, yeah, the and the barrier to entry if you're starting. Such a good place to start, and then I think we're just going to see a lot of growth because there is so much growth happening there outside of London. Um, They're getting a Starbucks. Okay, I I need to stop about that. That's a bit. You know, you've made it. (laughs) When I know exactly, but yeah, I I love that strategy, and I'm the exact same way. Someone needs to like pull me back because, as you know, I have a background in interior design, and it's really hard to (laughs) not like finish everything the way that I would want it if I was living there, but. That's the golden test is can I live here and uh, is it somewhere that I would want to live? Can I rent that out to my future tenant? Because I would want my future tenant to maybe be similar to me, like just in terms of like they probably don't want to be there forever maybe I can help them buy a house down the road maybe an income property who knows um but yeah I would want them to eventually leave so for this um since you're doing the suited homes is that a strategy that you've considered with uh like doing it with the rent to owns as well
1: so we did chat about this last night Craig and I so uh, because it is a little bit more niche. And so rent to own in and of itself is a niche product. Yeah. And uh, suited homes is kind of like another layer to it. So it adds a, another layer of complexity to it. So that, that would definitely be more of a case by case basis. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not against it. Cause I think anyone who wants to have their first home make income when they go into it is, I think that's brilliant. And yeah. I've brainwashed all my kids to think the same. For sure. <laughs> it's like, Put a mortgage helper in there. So that's just something we'd have to look at uh, depending on where the property is, depending on who the tenant buyer is, depending on who the investor is, crunch some numbers and see what it looks like.
0: Yeah, because it could be an extra kind of win in that. And I feel like just with the raising price of houses, especially in Ontario, the way that it has dramatically increased over the last few years, um, last couple of years even. But the way that it's increased so quickly, I feel like to be able to afford a mortgage at even if interest rates go up a little bit, um, we would be looking at something where first-time home buyers are gonna need a mortgage helper. So um, I think that we're gonna see these suited homes even more, which is why I'm passionate about doing them in London um, and eventually St. Thomas once they allow it. But um, yeah, I think that it could be such a good strategy. But I think that it could be such a good strategy with the right person, because not everyone, as I've realized that I come across, wants to be a landlord. Nobody, like not everyone wants to have someone living in their own home. And that's fine. Like that's up to you if you don't want that. But if you could help even someone start their investing journey with like a sweeted home, like how cool would that be?
1: And I think too, um, there's also something to be said for like your first home being sweeted. It doesn't have to be your forever home either. Yes. And so that might be a, a you know a three, four, five year plan. Yeah. Of just like this would be my first home and get that on your belt and then be like, okay, like what like and where does my lead, like we don't know where five years is going to be. Yeah. So like where does my life lead next? Maybe this is just a good starting point and like a great foundation, like this is my first
0: rental now. And exactly. then exactly
1: leverage that
0: the- equity and get on to like your forever home and maybe have that help pay your mortgage. So yeah, that's, that's a so, cool yeah. strategy. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so why do you think it's important for women to take their own financial freedom, uh, financial literacy, all of that into their own hands? Or why do you think it's important to invest in real estate as a woman?
1: So again, okay, interesting thought. And this is one of those questions, you know, you post to me last night that kept me up. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I'm like, I think it's interesting in the way I wouldn't put onus more on it. My daughter over my son, like it's important kind of for everyone, but it just kind of became a narrative in the last 50 years where it's become an option for women to be able to even partake in any kind of real estate, any, and any kind of conversation that's, you know, entailed in that. And so I think for me, it's, it's stability, it's security, it's empowering. Mm -hmm. And it, it also gives you, it gives you options and choices. So it allows you to live your life more, like you control the narrative. And so in like, and again, like I go down the rabbit hole and I'm up at night. So uh, (laughs) I'm reading in essence that, you know, like it allows a woman to have more of those options of maybe I want to get married later. Maybe I don't want to get married at all. Maybe I want to have kids. Maybe I want to have kids later. Maybe I don't want to have kids at all. Um, And it also gives them the option of this relationship is, you know, a bad relationship, I need to Mm -hmm. leave. And I think we've always had that friend or that family member, that story we've heard, I can't afford to leave. And they're in this like, ridiculously awful domestic situation. So I think if I was to put more onus on a female over a male, it would be that. Because like, we do take breaks from our career if childbearing comes to be, you know, and so Mm -hmm. it gives that more that I have the option to leave if I want to, or if I leave if I need to. And so I think that makes it beautiful, and and the same one, like in the same sense, like we are going to live out our husbands, like outlive them at some point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a spoiler. <laughs> and so, a lot of the mortgages were with uh, women over the age of seventy because their husband had passed, and they need to downsize. And so at some point in time or another, like you're going to be involved, you know, in, in some area. And so I think the younger the better because it is wealth building. Like real estate is definitely an amazing foundation for creating wealth and passive income. And so when you, you know you're in your 30s and you started in your 20s like my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It would be amazing like to yeah. have that as like a starting out point, even in a relationship. Do you know what I mean? So For sure. I, I think there's just so many positives to it. It's just I, and like, that was my problem. I can't
0: highlight one. Yep. <laughs> and so- I mean, that is such a good answer because honestly, like, it's not that it's oh, men over women. It's just the fact that us as women, we now have this option to take financial freedom and financial literacy into our own hands when in the past it is felt very male dominated in this space. So I think that that is amazing that you don't see a difference, like that you don't think that your son has any um, ab- higher ability than your daughter to do that. So I, I love that. And uh, it was a perfect answer. I wish that it did <laughs> not keep you up late because it was, it, it would be up late anyway. So <laughs>
1: it was like reading or watching the office. So <laughs> I love
0: it. <laughs> Um, and yes, yeah, so you've talked a little bit about being a mom and, um, also having a business, real estate investing. How do you balance all of that?
1: That's another great question. Uh, cause for me, like the way I look at it, like it's never really a balance. It's always going to be a cycle. Mm-hmm. And cause cause your kids change so as they age, as your business change as I age, that's always going to, the priorities are going to change. And so It's kind of giving everyone they require, uh, the attention they require, including my business and myself. Mm -hmm. And so if I was going to give like one crucial tip, it's like color code your calendar. Like (laughs) color code your calendar. Teach your husband to look at the calendar. (laughs) (laughs) Any given point in time, like look at the calendar. If it's red, it's Roman. Like it's (laughs) something with Roman. Um, And I think it's having that support system Uh, You need to rely on other people's expertise and the research because you can't do it all yourself. Like it's near impossible for everyone to be an expert in everything. Like it's not doable. You need that circle that, you know, your hype man, like when you leave them, you're energized again, Mm because it's going to go like, you know, hills and valleys. And so there's going to be points where you're just like, why, why did I do this to myself? Like, why do I just not work as a, you know, like at a bank, like do my nine to five (laughs) and come home and be done. And so you need that person in your life. They're like, you can do this. And this is why you're doing it. Like yeah. just to remind you of like why you're doing it. Uh, and I think that's quite crucial and taking out your me time. And so for me, I call like my talent is like the cohaled of 2021. And so I'm on that thing. Like it's just 20 to 30 minutes a day. It's like all I need. I hook up with my, my boy, Cody Rigsby. He takes me from town to smile city in like 20 <laughs> minutes. And it's awesome. Like you leave and you're just like, okay, good. Like I've done something for myself. It's only for me, nobody else. And like bonus, you get earbuds and like my four-year-old, like she's talking to me the entire time. You just do like a, yeah, cool. Every (laughs) once in a while and
0: you're set. (laughs) I love it. You're so funny. (laughs) And exactly. Like, I think you've touched on it too, right? Like where it's not so much, it is a balance all in itself that everything's happening and there are those cycles, but what's cool is that your kids see you going towards this success and they see you wanting to achieve this financial freedom at, through real estate investing and bringing them along for the journey. Like there's so much education that they're learning that the typical child is not getting in school. So I think that that's amazing all in itself. And, all that they're learning by watching you. And for me, um, why I invest in real estate is to have more time to spend with friends, family, however I want to spend my time. I'm sure it's probably similar for you with, uh, the, how many kids do you have?
1: Five, five, yeah. five less,
0: less on a check. <laughs> it fluctuates, like we have moments
1: like in the morning where I'm like, who are you? Like, where did you come from? Like, cool, You have pancakes, like- All right, (laughs) that's awesome. So yeah, standard five, like that's usually uh, (laughs) standard five. I love it.
0: (laughs) I love it. Um, And yes, you should follow Amber on social media for more funny mom tips. Um, (laughs) I think uh, that's how they open. So Amber was also on stage at at the event out west and it was her first time on stage. I couldn't tell because she did so amazing, but uh, yeah yeah I think they opened you up with uh having you have the kids not run far away you just take their shoes off what was that yeah,
1: <laughs> nice little parenting hack uh yeah if your
0: kids don't have shoes they can't go that far
1: you know like <laughs> once they rock we've got the parameter
0: <laughs> I love it so yes follow Ember for more parenting tips <laughs> Um, but let's get back to the business. What do you think is the biggest lesson that you have learned in business, in real estate investing and in any of this that you've done? I think for
1: myself, it's, um, and it comes from several different places. It's know your worth. Um, and I really applaud my husband in the way, like I siphon off his confidence quite a bit because he, the, what he's learned over the past four years is it's absolutely incredible, like from like the ground up, like it's definitely a lot of self-education and then seeking that expert and that coaching and investing in it and knowing that it's worth that investment. And so for me, I think there's a lot to be said for that working partner, because we've always been told like the golden rules, whoever has the gold makes the rules. And I think we've missed like the sentence of like, you know, the people who hope you make the gold <laughs> also have a say inside rules. And so I think the working partner, you know, big shout out because it is a lot of legwork, it's a lot of research, a lot of time, and we've invested in that, um, but whether it's time or on a monetary basis, so that we can offer that expertise and allow investors to have that passive avenue where, you know, like, you want to make more money, cool, we can do that for you, you know, and so uh, it's been, I think, the highlights personal and business, it's been um, know your worth.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And I think that is so important. Um, I had uh, Mandy Brenham on, she was talking about joint ventures um, in one of our past episodes. And it is so true. Like there's so much value that a working joint venture partner brings. It's um, when you start, it seems like, well, how am I going to get people's money? And as you go, you're like, how, like, How, who am I going to offer this opportunity to because it is like this is money that they're not making without you and the fact that you put so much time and effort into figuring all of this out, and just offering a turnkey solution that they just need to spend their money like Yeah, I think that that is such a valuable um, piece of information for anyone out there that's doubting themselves as a joint venture partnership, um, as the working partner, because I think that some people sometimes don't give working partners enough credit. So I love that you touched on that. Yeah, we're doing the toilet calls at 2 a.m. That's us. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. But what are you guys working on now?
1: So we are um, we're doing a sixplex build out in Leduc, Uh Ooh. So that's set to be finished, I believe, in February. Uh, we're doing some joint ventures uh, with some more burrs with, um, I think we have three investors right now who are interested uh, in Calgary, Medicine Hat area. Um, and then even in Ontario, because, you know, obviously you can get a rental here for like $250,000, $300,000. Very nice. attractive for the Ontario market
0: to come. <laughs> and- Especially you know, with your tenant laws. We've learned a lot about the Alberta yeah. tenant laws. Yeah, you know, it's just like different It's a wild west out here.
1: It's, like, it's so different. Uh and that, yeah, that alone, like great point. And um uh yeah, and then the rental own expansion where we we're doing some research in that we had, especially after. The conference, and then just um, again having that confidence to put myself out there more on social media because Deanna Boyden will do that to you. <laughs> you need to believe in yourself. Um, I've had mortgage brokers who uh, in our Ontario they're like, "This sounds amazing! Like, how can uh, I help you grow your company out here?" So it's been a, a really well received, and we're definitely looking forward to it and getting excited to getting more people involved in it because it's it is a, a really great business model.
0: That's amazing. And where can people find you, get in touch for these opportunities? So our website is sweetassets.ca uh,
1: and it has a beautiful guideline of like how, like this is what to expect. This is how it works. This is what it looks like as the investor and the tenant buyer. Uh, my emails, mortgages at gmail.com, um, Facebook, Instagram. I'm, I try to like Spread Do it all. Everything. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah. I love it. Net, you know, fishing with the net.
0: <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, Amber, I am so thankful for you coming on, giving a little bit of shine on rent owns because I know that um, there are some people out there doing them right. And it is great to sit down with someone that is and having success with this model and also just like pulling the curtain back. It doesn't have to be such a a foreign topic to people. So I'm glad that you come on, taught us a little bit about rent owns, about how um, investors can get in touch with you. And yes, thank you for your time. I know you're busy and uh, hopefully you have a head count of five at the end of the day after this. (laughs) It's like the number one
1: goal. It's like sound off. Like, is everybody here? (laughs) Next time he's missing, does anybody know where they are? (laughs) I love it. (laughs)